0: Do open your Bibles to Ephesians, uh, where should we go? Chapter 6, I think. Um, Ephesians, yeah, chapter 6. We're going to continue on our series of life in the Spirit. So let's turn now to uh, Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to look at verse 18 to 20. As, uh, as you've already perhaps already guessed, we're looking at praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. For Jesus' disciples... I mean, they weren't called Christians then, of course, but being a Christian was being with Jesus. That's what it was for them. Jesus said, come and follow me. They bought into, if you like, following Jesus, and that meant being with Jesus. It meant listening to Jesus, speaking with Jesus, eating with Jesus, walking with Jesus. They shared their hearts with Jesus and he with them. That, that's what it, it was to, to be a Christian, if you like. To, to follow Jesus was to be with Jesus. They did life with him. Their life was characterized by a close relationship with Jesus. Kind of physically, he was right there. It was a life lived with Jesus. such so, that so they couldn't imagine life without him. And what, a, what on earth would that look like? He said, come and follow me. And then, of course, he drops this kind of this shocking news on them. He said, he's going away. They're like, what? <laughs> We're following you. We, that's, that's what you called us, to follow you? What do you mean? You're going away now. He said, I'm going away. But he said, it's, it's to your advantage. It's for your good that I'm going away. He said, unless I go away, the advocate, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Imagine how that must have shocked them. You're going away. And he reassures them with these words. He says, the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. He will receive from me what he will make known to you to you. The Spirit, when he comes, will bring such a manifestation of my presence. All that you've known, in part, as I'm here with you physically, the Spirit's going to take that and apply it more deeply, more personally, more wonderfully to your your experience and to your heart. You're going to do life in the Spirit, where previously they'd done life with Jesus. They were going to do life in the Spirit. And that is really what this current preaching series is about. You might be asking, what is life in the Spirit? Well, that's what we're answering in this preaching series. And so far, we've looked at how the disciples were baptised in the Spirit. They were launched into a life in the Spirit. The the, the Lord wanted them to, to straight away experience this life in the Spirit. With Jesus gone, ascended to the right hand of the Father, the Spirit was poured out. And suddenly they, they poured out onto the streets, didn't they? Suddenly they came alive. They, they knew Jesus. They were following Jesus. They trusted Jesus. They knew he was the Messiah, the Son of God, the Christ. This revelation had come to them, but the Spirit came to them. And these things began to come alive, and they bubbled over with all kinds of prayer and prophecy and just wonderful praise of God as they shared About this good news to others. So they were filled with the Spirit. And this morning, we're going to look at what that looks like as we pray, what praying in the Spirit is like, what characterizes praying in the Spirit. And to do that, we're looking at Ephesians 6, chapter 18 to 20. The Apostle Paul writes to the church in Ephesus. He says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Now lots of people pray, don't they? People pray different ways, different times, different kind of religions and philosophies and so on. I Only the Christian prays in the Spirit. We pray in the Spirit. And so the question is, what is it to pray in the Spirit? And that's what we're going to look at this morning. And the first thing, if we're to kind of understand what praying in the Spirit is, and it's not mentioned in this passage actually, but as I went through it time and time again, this is the background. This is what we need to understand as the, the primary aspect of praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit is praying as a son or daughter of God, knowing God as your heavenly Father. That's what it is to pray in the Spirit. The Spirit comes to us and it cries with our spirit, Abba, Father. Paul writes to the church in Rome, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirits that we're children of God. You see, so praying in the Spirit is praying in the light of, with a full revelation of, with an understanding of, with a delight in the fact that we are praying to God as our heavenly Father, as sons and daughters of God, as children of God. This is at the very heart of what it is, to pray in the Spirit. And of course, Jesus taught his disciples, didn't he? How did he teach his disciples to start their prayer? He said, when you pray, this is how you pray, our Father. This is how you start. This is praying in the Spirit, praying to God as your loving, heavenly Father. It's not mysterious. It's not just kind of a a, a strange feeling that we have. It's the Christian with the Spirit, knowing they're a child of God, approaching and praying and conversing with the creator of the universe, the holy God who brought everything into being with just the words from his mouth. Our Father is praying in the Spirit with that knowledge, that revelation that's come to us. We don't pray to gain favor with God. Praying is not like air miles. You, kind of, you put in some time. It's not like kind of supermarket, um, What are those cards, club card points, whatever they are. You don't kind of pray for a certain amount and you can get a certain number of, of things from God. That is not how it works. You don't pray to get favor with God. Not how many words that, that cause us to be heard. It's not the eloquence of what we say that cause us to be heard. Irrelevance. Irrelevant. We're heard because... We're children of God. God's our Heavenly Father. It's the heart of praying in the Spirit. Our Father, we pray as dearly loved sons to a God who, when we hated him, when we ignored him, when we disobeyed him, when we badmouthed him, that's when he sent his Son to die for us. It's the God that we pray to. He died on the cross to pay for our sin, when we're turned away, this is who we are praying to. As our, this is our Father. This is the logic of heaven. Again, Paul spells out to the Romans. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? We have everything in Christ. This is the God that we pray for. This is what it is to pray in the Spirit. With this knowledge, to pray to our Heavenly Father. Jesus says, if you then, who are evil, ouch, know how to give good gifts to your children. None of us are perfect. None of us are kind of you know, perfect fathers. We have a perfect heavenly father. Jesus says, if you, even as fallen fathers, know how to respond to your children and give them good things, how much more will your heavenly father give you the good things that you ask for? He'll withhold no good thing from you. He knows how to give you good gifts. This is what it is to pray in the spirit, knowing God as your heavenly Father, we don't pray to get favour from God. We pray because we have favour with God already. That is the basis and the foundation and the reason, the context that we pray. It's praying in the Spirit. So that's the first thing. We Praying in the Spirit is praying in in the light of this revelation. Now let's go to our verse. With that kind of in the background, let's kind of work through this verse, particularly verse 18. And Paul says, You pray in the Spirit on all occasions... Praying in the Spirit is not about where you are. It's about who you are. Praying in the Spirit is not about where you are. It's about who you are, a child of God. David got this. Um, uh, David or David and Goliath, David. David, Old Testament, David. David, King, David. David got this kind of wonderful you get in the Old Testament, these kind of inklings, these kind of pointers forward to this life in the Spirit. And David knew something of that. And he said, to, he said well, I guess he sung Psalm 139. He said, where can I go from your spirits? If I go up there, you're there. If I go down there, you're there. If I go through there, you're there. You're there, everywhere. Where can I go? You're always with me. You comfort me. You protect me. You guide me. You're always with me. This is the revelation we have by the Spirit's not a particular special place like a church. Maybe you think you go to a church building and you pray. It's not how it works. Maybe you think it's a special occasion to pray. That's just not how it works. That's not how praying in the Spirit works. We pray on every occasion. We pray when we're at home. We pray when we're at work. We pray in the exam hall, in the car, in, a, in the prison, in hospital, in life group, at birthdays, at weddings, at funerals, over a meal or a coffee, on our own with others, kind of cycling down the street, walking down the street, when bad news comes, when good news comes. We pray on all occasions. This is what it is, to pray in the Spirit. Pray on all occasions, anywhere. Jesus says to the woman at the well, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. The true worshippers will worship in spirit and in truth. He says, it's not going to be about a place. It's going to be about a people. God's not going to be in a particular place. He's going to be amongst a particular people. He's going to put his spirit in a particular people such that wherever they are, he is in a way that's accessible. He is in a way that hears. He is in a way that speaks. So it is. This is the church filled with the spirit. We pray in the spirit because God is with us. We're called temples of the Holy Spirit individually and together. And so every time, in every place, we can pray to our Heavenly Father. We can hear Him. We can speak to Him by the Spirit. The occasion may change. Our situation may change. The location may change. Your feelings will change. They'll go up and down. But the presence of God with His people never changes. Nor does your identity as a child of God. If you're a Christian a follower of Jesus, you are a child of God. And the Spirit wonderfully helps us know that, live in the light of it, and pray on all occasions to our wonderful Heavenly Father who is always, always, always with us. And a secret I've kind of learned is not really a secret in some ways, What well, I'm telling you now anyway, that I've learned and it's helped me in my prayer life. You know, sometimes you kind of think, oh, I'll pray about that later. You hear something or you think of something, I must pray about that later. And, uh, and that's good as well. It's good to set aside time and to, to organize your life such that you're getting before the Lord and, and calling on him in a, in a diligent, uh, disciplined way. And, uh, I mean, you know, that's good. But here's something that I just, I've learned. I'll just share it with you. i find it helpful. Instead of thinking, I'll pray about that later, which I might do. Sometimes I don't. forget. I pray about it right now. Right now. Because the Lord's with me right now. He's with you right now. On all occasions, It's not a question of having to add it to a list, although that that structure can be helpful. And it might be a very quick prayer, because it's not about the length, and it's not about the eloquence. Just a a quick prayer, oh Lord, would you just bless those, help them with that. Lord, I just pray you'd draw near and comfort them. That's it. He hears. It doesn't need to be long. It's not air miles. It's not club card points. It's just the Lord loves to hear, and he responds. He knows what you want, even before you're asking. And you find, actually, as you go on, that more and more, you're, you're not even thinking, I must pray about that later, but you're, just, you're praying there and then. It becomes your habit to pray on all occasions. The situations just prompt you to pray. As people prompt you to pray, as you, as you read the news, as you see what's going on in the world, it prompts you to pray. So that's the first thing in this passage that, uh, that helps, helps me in terms of life in the Spirit. Well, the second thing, I suppose, in the background, we are sons and daughters of God. And first, that means we can pray on all occasions. But let's move on in this verse. He then says, with all kinds of prayers and requests. We pray in the Spirit with all kinds of prayers and requests. Because we pray in relationship. And therefore, it's got the, the wonderful richness and diversity of relationship. It's not formulaic or repetitive. It's rich in creativity and content. We pray joyful prayers of thanksgiving. Not just requests, but we'll look at that in just a moment. We pray heartfelt prayers of grieving. We pray expectant prayers of healing. We pray planned prayers. That's good. We pray spontaneous prayers. That's good. It's all about how it works out in relationships. Sometimes you plan to meet, sometimes you bump into each other. The Lord's always with us. You can write out your own prayer. You can read someone else's prayer. The Psalms are full of them, but you can read other people's prayers. I mean, it's all good. It's the richness of praying in the Spirit. We can pray the Scripture. I love praying the Scripture, just reading a passage of Scripture and praying it back to God in terms of the application that the Spirit kind of brings in the particular moments. We can just pray what's on our heart. We can sing prayers. We can pray with our mind, understanding what we're praying. We can pray with the Spirit. We're on tongues. The Bible calls tongues where we're just, we're expressing just from our spirit to God, uh, our delight in him, our praise to him. We're praying to him in words that we don't, we don't understand. That's why if we do that in a public setting, it's good for someone else to come and bring a supernatural revelation of the interpretation of that. Otherwise, it doesn't help any of us. It might help the person kind of speaking in tongues. It builds us up, the Bible says, but it helps none none of us. In a public setting, we interpret them and pray in that way. You can pray short prayers, pray long prayers, pray conversational prayers, pray with others, pray on our own. It's the richness of, of our prayer life in the Spirit, not formulaic. The Spirit helps us to pray, and the Spirit is a relational, creative, dynamic Spirit Bring us into this rich relationship with God as our Heavenly Father. And our prayer life in the Spirit reflects that. Be creative in the way that you speak to the Lord, the way that you hear from Him. We pray all sorts of prayers, but we also make all sorts of requests. So now focusing in a bit more on requests. We pray for big things and small things. We pray for life and death situations. Often people who don't even believe in God in life and death situations, they will call out to Him. But we also pray... Where are my keys? I don't know if you've ever prayed that heartfelt prayer. Where are you? please? If you think God hears one more than the other, you are mistaken. It's not how it works. So we pray in the Spirit. We pray to God as our loving Heavenly Father, and He's interested in the one just as much as the other. He answers the seemingly impossible, and He cares about the relatively trivial. He really does. This is what it is to pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests, because we're sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father. I in everything, my children ask me, everything, whether it's relatively important or unimportant. But of course, as sons and daughters, we, we also mature such that increasingly our prayers reflect more and more, our Heavenly Father's plans and desires, global plans and desires, his plans for, for, for the creation that he's brought into being. And more and more, there's an expression in our prayers. You've heard like, like father, like son, haven't you? So as we grow up in God's family, more and more, we're praying as we, we see what God is like. We're seeing what our Father's like. We're praying his will. And Jesus teaches us to pray, Heavenly Father, your will be done. Your kingdom come. And so more and more our prayers are reflective of that as we understand something of of how God wants things to be. Our prayers will express something of the richness and something of the specificity of what it is for his kingdom to come, for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And one of the ways that we can do that as we move into this next point, kind of moving along in our verse, we get to the next bit. Being alert. We pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Being alert. Be alert. As we pray, we need to be alert. We pray, as it were, with our eyes open. So, so we see what is going on in the world. What is happening? And what does our Heavenly Father want to do? Because he's training us as sons and daughters, maturing us. He was, he's saying, what do you see? I guess, I guess he could do everything just like that. He could have just, that didn't work, did it? I, I've never been able to click my fingers. <laughs> Mental note, don't do that again. What if I do it over here? Oh, that's good, that helps. He could just do it like that change everything exactly the way he wants it to be. But he's given us real responsibility to to rule over this world, to bring his kingdom in, in this world as sons and daughters with real responsibility. And part of that is praying. And so he asks us, what do you see? What do you see? And of course, we see sickness often in despair and difficulty and all these things. And he says again, what do you see now with the eye of faith? Now in the Spirit, what do you see? Now with my eyes, with your Father's eyes, what do you see? Look again. And we've sung it this morning, haven't we? We can pray these things, graves into gardens, beauty for ashes, shame for glory. When we see sickness, we pray healing. We see sickness when we see it all around us. And as we see with our Father's eyes, as we see in the Spirit, as we see with the eye of faith, it provokes us to pray for healing. As we see despair, we pray for hope. We see deception, we pray for the truth, as we see unbelief, we pray for faith. We see what's going on. we pray with our eyes open. We don't need to be afraid of seeing the state of the world and the situations around us is to provoke us, to pray as we ask again. "Lord, give me your eyes. What, is, what does your kingdom look like in this situation? And then we pray it, because that is the, the key means for how God's kingdom comes. because again, he's involving us in His kingdom coming. You, you ask me for it. You see. You get my heart. You trust me in what I have said. And then you pray it in. And that's going to be the means for me to act and to bring my kingdom in and power. That's how my spirit moves. It's no good you're just kind of stepping out and doing it in your own strength. You pray, you call on me, and I'll empower you through my spirit to bring my kingdom in. The next thing as we kind of, uh, we move through this. It says you keep on praying. You pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Being alert. Keep on praying. Praying in the Spirit is not a kind of, a, oh, let's have a go at praying, ah, I didn't work, never mind. Maybe God isn't as, as good or as loving or as kind or as attentive as we'd perhaps thought. That's not how it works. Praying in the Spirit, there is an unquenchable confidence in the goodness and the love of God. It is just a fact that has been revealed to us by the Spirit that sits there like a rock, unmovable. God is good. And again, as we've, kind of, uh, we've heard this morning, that his purposes are unstoppable. It, simp- his kingdom simply will come. You might as well stand on the beach, I'm sure someone else has kind of said this at one point, and try to hold the sea back, as hold God's purposes back. And so as we're praying for God's kingdom to come, I mean that is in the moment that's a very difficult prayer to pray often, and it requires faith. It requires going again, because we've not seen something, we've not seen something, we've not seen something, but you can be sure that his kingdom will come. And you can be sure that God is good and is trustworthy and is kind and is gracious and is merciful and is powerful. And we know these things by the Spirit. The Spirit has revealed to us the depths of our sin. The Spirit has convicted us. We know that for sure, we know how bad we were. But the Spirit has also poured out the love of God into our hearts. We know that God loves us. We know that God is powerful because the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is at work in us. We know that, that's a reality. As we receive the Spirit, as we we know the Spirit works in life, we know these things. And we can then pray them into this world that often looks so dark. We can pray beauty out of ashes. Spirit-filled praying is a persevering prayer until Jesus returns. And we see advances and we see setbacks and we see victories and we see defeats. But there will be a glorious victory that will overshadow everything at Jesus' return. Nothing can derail us, not even disappointments as we pray in the Spirit. Satan will whisper to us, God doesn't love you, doesn't care about you, can't help you, isn't interested in that kind of prayer. Didn't work before, it won't work again. But by the Spirit, we cry, Abba Father, <laughs> Abba Father, Lord, your kingdom come. I trust you. I've not seen what I expected, but I know your kingdom is going to come. And I want to stand on this rock. Which is your promises to us. This is what it is to pray in the Spirit. And finally, now, we're going we're to pray for one another in just a moment because this last one here is just so helpful. It says, Pray for all the Lord's people. Paul says, Pray for all the Lord's people. So, praying in the Spirit, one of the things that characterizes that is praying for the Lord's people, praying for one another. And the two key things just to highlight in that. The first one, I'm going to pray this one another in just a moment is in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians chapter 3. Um, yeah, just before uh, the, the passage that we're looking at. Paul says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father. He says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp That's what we pray for one another. That's what Paul prayed for the Ephesian Christians, that they would know the extent of God's love for them, which they can't even imagine. You can't begin to grasp the heights and the depths of God's love for you in Christ. And Paul prays that they would. And knowing this glorifies God. The more that we know God's love for us, the more God is glorified. The more by the Spirit we understand and see the glorious love of God for us, the more God is glorified. But there's one more thing, going back to our passage here. He says, pray for me also. Paul says, pray for all the saints. And he says, here's particularly what I need prayer for. And if he needs prayer, we need prayer for this. What does he ask for? He says that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. He says, I need you to pray for me that I would be given words to share this love of God. I need you to pray for me, though, even more, that I would be fearless in sharing them. Because it's one thing to have them, it's another to say them. It says, please, I need your prayers for this. And we need prayers. We need to pray for one another for these things. And, uh, you know, it struck me, wow, what powerful prayer to pray. Oh, I'm getting my words muddled up, aren't I? Prayer to pray. <laughs> what a powerful prayer to pray. You know, often you pray for people to, to come to know Jesus, don't you? And that's right. Paul does that. He says, my heart's desire, my prayer is for my fellow Israelites that they will be saved. So let pray for that. But I'm struck more and more as I read the Bible. that he's, he's praying that we would have words and that we would have the courage to say them. And wh- why is that? It's because our Heavenly Father wants to involve his sons and daughters in the glorious business of extending his kingdom and building his church. He, he gives us the words to say that he's going to bring new life people around us and he gives us the boldness to say them and because it's a work of the spirit we need to pray such that we're not stepping out in our own understanding and our own courage but we have spiritual emboldening from God what a a prayer to pray so I'm going to be praying that more and more for for others I need you to pray that for me and why don't we pray that for each other God give them words and give them boldness. Because if, if the gospel is proclaimed, people will respond. Because the gospel is the power of God for the salvation of those who believe. If the gospel is proclaimed, hearts will be changed. People will respond. It happened to many of us here. We heard the gospel. It wasn't eloquent words. It wasn't because it was put in a certain way. It was because God's power in those words that he wanted to share through one of his sons or daughters. So I want to invite the band to come up. And we're going we're to be practical this morning as well. I love that. They're, doing pra- they're, they're being practical in, uh, uh, in radio. We're going to be practical this morning. We're going to pray for one another. And the, the, the life group uh, leaders are going to help us in that. I wonder if you would like prayer this morning. I wonder if you would like us to pray that you would know the heights and the depths and the breadth of God's love for you in Christ, I wonder if you, you, you would like us to pray that for you. We're going to pray that for you in just a moment. I wonder if you would like prayer that words would be given to you. I don't know if you're like me, and in the moment, it's all blah blah blah, but I'm not quite sure what to say. I, I, need, I need prayer, I need you to pray for me that words will be given to me and I want to pray for you that words would be given to you. We're going to pray for each other that words would be given to us in all the richness and breadth of the circumstances that God has led each one of us into, that words would be given to us and that we would have the courage to say them. We'd know what to say and have the courage to say them. And I wonder if you would like prayer for that. Why don't we stand together?